0: Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. And now, here
1: is Walter Bingham. Hello and welcome to the program for November 22nd, 2022, or the 28th of my 5783. I am Walter Bingham. The phenomenon of lone wolf terrorist attacks is worldwide but particularly prevalent in Israel because all the enemy lives in our midst. Such attacks are extremely difficult to predict and prevent because of the absence of prior intelligence. So, once again, I must open with the sad news of three fatal Israeli stabbing victims and three seriously wounded innocent Israeli civilians. We mourn the death of Tamir Avichai, age 50, father of six and resident of Kiryat Netafim, Moti Ashkenazi, aged 59, resident of Yavne, who leaves behind a wife and three children, and Michael Ledgin, aged 36, of Patyam, who made Aliyah with his family just five years ago and leaves a wife and two children. May their souls be elevated to the highest level as they died al-Kiddush Hashem. Three innocent civilians were also seriously wounded in these attacks and we pray for their speedy and full recovery. Israel reported more than 916 violent incidents in October and 88 Israelis became victims of violence by Palestinian Arabs. Last week, the headline of my show was Netanyahu needs a firm hand to stop the parties from infighting for advantages. The country must come first. This week, at the swearing-in of the 25th Knesset, President Herzog emphasized the same thoughts that Israelis are exhausted from infighting. The I-want-or-else demands of certain faction leaders are the heights of arrogance and contrary to their belief, even a betrayal of their own voters. It is absolutely counterproductive. I understand that cultural differences have influence on their actions, and we are also a young country. But if we want to get fully integrated into the large family of nations, we must change our modus operandi. Let's hope that the parties who supported Netanyahu will realize that the population is fed up to the teeth with the convicted criminal and fraudster Arieteris' insistence of getting the finance ministry maybe to have once more the opportunity to put his hand in the till. He should not be a legislator, even less so a minister. The venerable Bezalel Smotrich, for whom I have great respect, is in all truth not yet ready and experienced enough to take the enormous responsibility to be defence minister. It requires great diplomatic skills, and his strong Zionist beliefs, ideas and determination are not enough to have his proposed changes, as much as I desire them, accepted without repercussions from abroad. Let the Prime Minister make the decisions. He has the qualifications and experience. The same goes for the demands of ministerial posts by the other small parties. Let us this time put the good of the country before the personal preferences of individual Knesset members. You guys have got it all wrong. The country owes you nothing. You are the servants of the nation. Remember what Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. As I prepare this program, things are changing by the hour. The aftermath of the election is by no means over. Notwithstanding what I said just now, it was predictable that old habits die hard. To achieve one's aims, one cannot go about like a bull in a china shop. Success in diplomacy is based on compromise and, regrettably, Many of our Knesset members have not yet learned that. What is also missing is the team spirit of good government. It's finally over in the US. The post-mortems, almost literally, and the inevitable apportionment of blame for the poor Republican results have begun. The Republicans are licking their wounds. Was it? the losing contender's endorsement by Trump, or the poor quality of candidates, or perhaps the neglect of realizing the voters' concern about free choice in the abortion issue. They'll chew over these issues until the next election campaign for President of the United States in 2024. The Democrats consider Trump easy to beat, So, should the Republican choice be DeSantis, the current governor of Florida, where his state had such a resounding success in the past election? That raises an interesting factor that could have been foreseen. The great emigration to Florida of people who fled from the Democrat-controlled large metropolitan centers where defund the police was the slogan and crime rocketed, presumably mostly Republican voters, did in my opinion make all the difference. That will also have equally contributed to the reduced Republican vote in those large urban conglomerates. Will it be a similar story in 2024? Donald Trump has just announced that he will run for the presidency, and in his speech at mar lago proudly expounded his many achievements during his previous term as president. Will his candidacy be an asset to the Republican campaign or a liability? The next year will tell. As far as Israel is concerned, and that is my main consideration, he was an excellent president and would be so again. Unfortunately, Israel is not high on the list of priorities for American Jews. In fact, Trump has commented on their lack of support for the Jewish state. A report by the Ruderman Family Foundation released this week confirms that high percentages of Jews in America are not interested to connect with anything Jewish and that Israel is not high on their list of priorities. Last week, I also made some comments about the American election result and asked the question that arose for me. Today, with the Democrats having retained control of the Senate and the Republicans having narrowly gained the House of Representatives, I view it as a relative success. In the governor's race, just one Republican managed to defeat the incumbent Democrat a disappointing result for the Reds, who predicted a sensational red wave. For me, the most surprising result was the Democrat Senate victory in Arizona, a border state that suffered so greatly from the waves of illegal migrants. But as I said last week, it seemed that abortion was more important for Arizona voters than the crime and drugs that come across their border. They were conditioned to sacrifice the truth in order to advance a political agenda. How long will it take until the masses of assimilated Jews in America will realize that the game is up, that the land of the golden Medina of their grandparents is no more, that even the underprivileged blacks have blamed their situation on Jews, and that their bubble of living as a proud American of Jewish descent has begun to burst. In recent years, the leader of the black organization Nation of Islam, Louis Farrakhan, has embarked on a wide-ranging campaign specifically targeting the Jewish community, a campaign that has featured some of the most hateful speeches of his tenure as head of his organization – Here is what he said recently.
0: I'm saying to the ADL, we know you, and we know that we know you, and you know that we know you. Don't talk to Kyrie by himself. He can go and look at the uh, horror of the Holocaust. Why don't you come and look at the horror of what your parents have done to black people in America and throughout the world? Why don't you come and study? and repent of your evil to us. If you want our brothers to come and sit with your rabbis and visit the Holocaust Museum, why not let one of our scholars come and sit with them? Because we know the Torah by God's grace. We know the Talmud, and we know you and your history. Leave our people alone. We have never done to you and your people what you and your people have done to us. We don't need to go see the Holocaust. We feel your pain because we're really human beings. You don't feel ours because to you, a thousand blacks ain't worth the fingernail of a Jewish man. I've read these things. Tell me something. How many of you would come and sit down and apologize to us for the transatlantic slave trade? You come now. Bring your wife and your children and tell us you're sorry for killing us, raping us, castrating us, and enslaving us. And making us chattel. Will you come and apologize? Our people can be like you. It ain't enough. See? If we tell you when you apologize it's not enough. Oh, you trying to pimp us and hustle. No, reparation ain't pimping. Reparation is what we deserve. For the pain and anguish that you have caused us to suffer. No, no, no. But you won't do that. You won't do justice by us. That's why judgment is on you now. That's why you can't live a day without another calamity. And they're not going to stop. It's going to get harder and harder because the God of justice has claimed us, Kyrie and Yay, and Durant and Barkley, and Shaq. We belong to God, not you.
1: Today, there are words. Tomorrow, they will turn into violence. An easy transition in woke America, where criminals roam the streets and the justice system has a revolving door. The events that followed the tragic death of George Floyd in May 2020 illustrate the dangerous result of incitements to black anger. Jews of America, don't overstay the welcome in your host country. Drop your illusion and come home to Israel. Still on the U.S., the Israeli daily Haaretz reported that the United States is proud to announce nearly 64 million for UNRWA, providing health care and energy relief to hundreds of thousands of Palestinian families, bringing the total support up to now, in 2022, to nearly $344 million. The State Department's Population, Refugee and Migration Bureau said in a statement, we call on other donors to contribute. The world is still kidding itself that their millions of dollars reach the intended destination. One need only compare the condition in which most ordinary Gazans live with the homes of the Hamas leaders and important functionaries. Furthermore, we can see and experience what happens to all the money that flows into Gaza. In all those years, There has been negligible progress in the improvement of the infrastructure, while the world's financial support has been creamed off by the leaders, and the rest went into financing the building of terror tunnels into Israel. It is not the first time that I'm commenting on U.S. interference in the internal affairs of our country. They did it during our recent election in an effort to influence the voters and apparently to, so they claim, save us from ourselves. The chutzpah has no end. Now U.S. State Department is even interfering in the private life of a Knesset member. Their spokesman Ned Price took aim at Itamar Ben-Gvir, for attending the yahrzeit of the death of Rabbi Meir Kahane, the 32nd anniversary of his death. Price said, celebrating the legacy of a terrorist organization is abhorrent, there is no other word for it. He obviously does not know that a yahrzeit has nothing to do with an organization, but is based on a religious prayer service even if there are speeches about the deceased's life. Now they have opened an investigation into the death of the Palestinian-American journalist Shireen Abu Akleh, which could lead to a U.S. request to investigate the soldiers who were involved in the operation. That journalist received a gunshot wound while reporting for the Al Jazeera network during a gun battle in Jenin between Palestinian terrorists and the IDF. Israel has carried out a professional, independent, exhaustive investigation into the circumstances, but because of lack of cooperation from the Palestinian Authority could not come to a conclusive result. Israel Defense Minister Gantz stated, and I quote, I have made it clear to the U.S. government that we won't cooperate with any external investigation and won't allow any interference in Israel's internal affairs. IDF soldiers will not be investigated by the FBI or any foreign body or country. It must be assumed that the FBI wants to establish that the shooting was intentional by Israeli forces, as Abu Akleh's family alleges. But they were not witnesses, so how can they claim this? Another subject that has been occupying my attention is the war in the Ukraine. Of course, like all civilized peoples, I have repeatedly condemned the reported atrocities the Russian forces are said to have committed on the Ukrainian population. Israel has sent large amounts of humanitarian aid and medical equipment to To the affected population. That is not enough for the Ukrainian President Zelensky, who expects Israel to supply Iron Dome and other air defense systems and leave us short for our own defense. In the process, he uses his Jewish parentage to elicit support, not mentioning that he has a non Jewish wife and that his children are baptized. He knows full well that Israel has a delicate relationship with the Russian Federation and, as I stressed on previous shows, our air force is frequently attacking Iranian installations Mm -hmm. in Syria where the airspace is controlled by Russia. By sending arms to Ukraine, this balance would be seriously endangered. Apart from all that, During Zelensky's watch, Ukraine has several times voted against Israel in the UN, while Israel has always voted in favor of Ukraine. The most recent vote took place last week for a United Nations resolution to ask the International Court of Justice for an opinion on the "...prolonged occupation, settlement and annexation of the Palestinian territory," occupied since 1967. Ukraine voted in favor of censoring Israel. Isn't it time now that Israel teaches Zelensky a lesson and ends its support for Ukraine? Our security that depends on cooperation with Putin comes first. I can also not forget the atrocities of Ukraine in the 1940s. The fertility rate for a stable population calculated by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, the OECD, is 2.1 children. The fertility rate among Israel's secular women is less than two and declining for several reasons. Firstly, The age of marriage has risen to the time after women have achieved a career and then there is just time to have one child. Secondly, Israel is a land of paradoxes. Abortion is widely available, yet legally restricted. In order to have a legal government-funded and registered abortion, a woman must apply to the Termination of Pregnancy Committee which exists in nearly every hospital. Shockingly, I read that a woman may terminate her pregnancy up to full gestation. Minors do not require parental consent, and measures are taken to ensure their privacy. This is in part related to the possibility of life-threatening situations for single pregnant women of the Muslim sector. Last year, the state paid for approximately 18,000 abortions regardless of circumstances. It is estimated that half of the 40,000 annual abortions are not registered and are not through committees, making them illegal although doctors are not prosecuted. The criteria to have a legal abortion are quite open 1. Under 18 or over 40. 2. Pregnant as a result of criminal or extramarital or incestuous relations. 3. The fetus is likely to have a physical or mental defect. And 4. Continuation of the pregnancy is likely to endanger the woman's life or cause her physical or mental harm, including stress and insomnia. She must also receive permission from a three-person termination committee consisting of two doctors and a social worker, one of whom must be a woman. 98.5% of applications for abortion are approved, making the committee a sort of rubber stamp. About 20,000 abortions take place in Israel every year, with the figure remaining steady, despite a substantial increase in the population. That is effectively a decline. Many studies have been done comparing religiosity with fertility rates. It needs no academic study, however, to know that the number of children per family increases exponentially with their level of religious observance. The age of marriage is also considerably younger in religious communities, so that Hasidic Jews, the ultra-Orthodox may have as many as twelve children, Mm. God bless them. For the reason, we turn to our sage and Torah scholar Maimonides, Rabbi Moses ben Maimon, who said, Although a person has fulfilled the mitzvah, the command, of being fruitful and multiplying, he is bound by a rabbinic commandment not to refrain from being fruitful and multiplying as long as he is physically potent. For anyone who adds a soul to the Jewish people is considered as if he built an entire world. The Jewish position, as Maimonides puts it, is that the birth of a child is the creation of an entire world. Each potential child is endlessly valuable and infinitely necessary. During 2021, 184,000 babies were born in Israel, with 74% to Jewish families, about just over 136,000. May they all grow up to be a credit to their parents and contribute to the safety, security, and development of our country. If you have a view on this, or any other matter we discussed in this program, then please write to me, Walter- at israelnewstalkradio.com where you will always get my personal reply or put your comment in the appropriate place on the Walter Bingham file page of our website. Finally, Israel's inflation rate rose to 5.1% in October. Food, footwear and clothing were most affected apart from the general utilities and gasoline. The Bank of Israel interest rate is expected to rise again by another 0.75 points this week, which would bring it to 3.5%. Our new government must tread carefully and control the cost of essential food items and utilities to prevent yet another layer of our population to slip below the poverty line. Our elderly and frail should not be driven to the choice between medicine, food and heating. They should be the priority, as many of them have contributed to the building of the state that you enjoy today or are survivors of the Holocaust. Please visit your elderly neighbours and see if they need anything. Thank you. On a lighter note, I wish a hearty Mazal Tov, to O. Mirjam Wolstein and Shmuel Scheinberg on their wedding last week. With those thoughts, I end for today. This is Walter Bingham, and until the next time, when God willing, our complete government will be in place, have a pleasant and enjoyable week. Goodbye.
2: Where can you get the inside news on Israel? partner with us now by becoming an israel news talk radio supporter with your support you'll be inscribed on our israel news talk radio wall of fame there's nothing like us in the world be part of something great israel news talk radio straight talk from israel howdy this is rita from league city texas It gets pretty cold here in Sweden, so I love cuddling up with a warm cup of tea while I listen to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, this
1: is Frank Doris from Tennessee. Me and my dog, Buster, really love listening to Israel News Talk Radio.
2: (laughs) You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.